Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child Your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, LaWanda Jordan. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions Americans are afraid to ask in the mainstream media. We also have two returning guests, Hassan and Nyla Clay. Thank you, King and Queen, for being on with us. But first, I'll say hello to Wanda, first time you've been in the co-host seat with me. Thank you, Queen, for being on this morning. So if we will, let's just get our hellos out, introduce each of you to our truth seekers out there listening this morning. And co-host, I'll start with you, Lawanda. Again, thank you for being with us, uh, first time co-hosting again. Thank you, Queen. And if you will, just give people a little bit of your background and say hello to our guests, her son and Nala Clay as well. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for being with us. Hello, hello. Um your intro to to the radio state. This intro was had me pumped. I was like, "Wow!" Um, That's how I like to bring them on. Bring them out. Bring them out. Go ahead, Queen. <laughs> Any anytime somebody start with Tupac, you know it's gonna be a lit show. So I appreciate that. Um, my name is Lawanda Jordan. I am um, a poet. I'm an author. Um, I I am into creating events, meaningful events, of course, um, events that are hopefully going to change people's lives for the better. And um, I'm excited to be on this show today because um, I actually have an event coming up, Why Should I Get Married? So it kind of rolls right into this. And I'm just, um, I'm really excited to be on the show and uh, let's, 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 let's do it. All right. Thank you again, Queen, for being with us. My son and I, y'all are no strangers to the Mental Dialogue talk show. Uh, I just really, really, I have to say this before we even start, I just appreciate y'all always, in a sense, making yourselves available because I know y'all are pretty extensive in the work that y'all do within the community, uh, specifically being, I'll say this, 
uh, marriage counselors, among other things. I'll let y'all give more of your background, but thank you, King and Queen, for being back with us. Um, I don't know. I think this may be but a fourth or fifth visit. But anytime we're having discussions about uh, this thing called marriage, I, I quite often call on both of you because of your level of wisdom when it comes to this subject matter. And people have obvious various opinions, but again, I like to be able to resort to uh, both of you uh, to give us a, a, a view that I think helps us navigate this, this these waters, if you will. But again, thank you both for being back with us. If y'all will go a little bit into y'all background, and uh, we'll get started with this morning's discussion question. Thank y'all. Hello, we are the Ozzy and Ruby D of Counseling, also known as that clay couple. And we guide you to have a genius relationship with yourself so that you can master all of the relationships that matter to you the most. If the relationship with yourself and God is raggedy, nothing else is going to work out, including marriage and family and friends. I love it. Thank you for the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to have you back, Asan. Thank you, King, for being with us. No problem, man. Thank you for having us. Nah, absolutely. And they are right. The Ozzy and Ruby D of Marriage Counseling, that clay couple. uh, I love those titles. Uh, That aptly applies. And, again, this morning's discussion question is, uh, LaWanda pretty much said, why should I get married? She obviously hasn't, as she mentioned, an event, and it's kind of the leeway into doing this discussion. But for anybody out there asking that question, trying to figure it out, uh, the actual, we know the marriage rates are at an all-time low. If you've been looking at the studies within the country, if you will, uh, 2018 being the last time they've kind of put the numbers together. So we're sitting at an all-time low, um, again, as a society. Uh, but visiting this com- this conversation within our community, specifically the African-American community, um, this is one I would even throw out that I would love to see us buck the trend uh, personally uh, in, in why should I get married myself. Uh, you know, it's pretty known for anybody that are regular listeners. Um, it's a it's it's a, it's grounds I have not crossed yet. Still would like to cross. Um, I'm, I'll probably reveal some of my story for how I've gotten to. Uh, uh, I guess I'm, I'm considered a, a rare species out here of a 46 year old black man, no marriage, no kids. Uh, typically, not the cases uh, from what from what I can tell in society. Um, I'll definitely peel back some of my own story, uh, but at the same time still looking to do so for anybody out there, again, looking at this discussion question, let me say this off top, not telling everybody to get married, but for those who are considering it, thinking about it, even if you are afraid of it, uh, we definitely want to get your three cents in this morning. Hopefully some of y'all will call in and and give us your thoughts in reference to this. But to get this morning's discussion started, Luanda, I'll go back to you briefly. Uh, What I'd like to do, uh, well, this is where it's slightly different, again, because you're doing this event. Um, But what I typically, the way I start, is I ask people to give me their first initial thought to the discussion question. Uh, in, the, in this situation, since you have an event, I'm going to ask you not to elaborate too much, but just from the standpoint of somebody, if somebody were just to walk up to you and say, Luanda, why should I get married? What do you think your first sentence would be? Yeah, again, not much more than that because we've got to go to our break, but just if somebody walked up to you and says, why should I get married? Well, what do you think your first sentence would be? I think my first thing would be, why should you not get married? Um, you know, that, I mean, that, 
that's pretty much what what sums it up. Um, you know, why shouldn't you get married? Um, I'm, I'm gonna challenge you to go so one many... step further. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge you to go okay. one step further. And what I mean is, so so for some people don't want to get married. So if you ask that to a person who doesn't right. want to get married per se, if you turn around and say that, then it kind of stops the conversation. If if they're if they're in a, to a certain extent. So I'm just kind of say one step further versus turning the question back. Give me a, a thought in reference to that person who's thinking about it but not sure. You know, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draw it all out, um, but I will say, you know, a dying man has never said, "I wish I would have worked more." Um, meaning, the meaning of that is saying that when you are at your last and you are about to to leave this world, the most important things to you are those that love you. And what other, um, what what more of a of a fulfillment is it than to have that person that loves you unconditionally till death do you part and that's rolled with you and and kept your secrets and 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 really stuck it out with you um marriage is is to me is 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 somebody that's made up their mind that no matter what i'm about to stick it out with you um and i think that's so the deepest kind of love a- I could dig it. So basically, people don't want to die alone, is what you're saying. So I'm going to get you real quick now, if you will, just give me a quick thought. We are actually up against the break. So just a quick thought on if somebody says, Why should I get married? Just the first sentence, what you would say to them in the first sentence. And we're going to go to the break and we'll get her son's answer after the break. Marriage is designed to make you better if you choose correctly. You know, when people marry, you're going to select someone that's going to help you do one of two things. They're going to help you to heal or they're going to help you to hurt. If you select it well and you can help and you can guide, you can use marriage to guide you through this life, to get you to heal through yourself and the two of you be better together, that's the greatest benefit. I love it. We're going up against the first break. When we come back, son, we'll ask you that same question and get started with this morning's discussion. Why should I get married? No Let's go ahead and give out the phone. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and give out the phone number for anybody that may want to get in. If you're listening online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. We definitely want to open up the thoughts to anybody out there listening. We'll be right back. All I ask that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. 
Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. <laughs> Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSisMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSisMediaGroup.com. Call them at 404-465-4348. that I want to debunk. All that, you're married, sex every day, that ain't realistic, man. You got kids. Kids take a lot of the sexual desire away. You're just raising them and wiping boogers and stuff. You just be like, ah, I ain't got time for that. You don't feel sexy now. That's women. Men don't need to feel sexy. All they need is, well, let's just not get into the details, but let's say it don't take a lot. But in all honesty, you both work full time. The kids are tired. The kids are sick all that type of stuff, just life happens. So expect, you know, what I, I, you know, two or three, four or five times a week, hopefully that's you. That's a lot of married couples. But I've known a lot that it's two or three times a month, a quarter, and they're okay with that. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Latoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, LaWanda Jordan. This morning's discussion question, why should I get married? Our special guests are our son and Nala Clay. That Clay couple, as we hear a funny cut from one of the comedians out there, just saying, hey, this is what marriage looks like. Let's get the myths out of the way. Uh, sex ain't as much as you think. I know that was something in my younger life that was very important to me. I was like, I would reach out because I was always curious, oh, you know, talking to the marriage couples, and, and I would always be curious about I'm like, hey, how much y'all, you know, I, I, wanna, I, I hear it's not as much. You know, I was hearing that kind of along the way as I, you know, in my early 20s, and I would really get close to couples. And I was disturbed by what I was hearing as a young man, you know, full of hormones, if you will, uh, worrying like, man, if I get married, I'm going to have less sex than I have now. And so that was just something that was, that was important to me as a young black male. And I'm not saying that's the most important thing, but I have to admit it was high on my list in my early 20s. So, I would kind of, it is, I guess we could start there with the, uh, with you, Hassan. Uh, Nayla, Hassan, I know you, I wanted to let you answer the question, but you can go into what I'm discussing as well as answering just what would you say to someone with that question? Why should I get married? What would you say? And then move into a young man that may have thought like me in my early 20s, if you will, King. Appreciate you. No problem. Um, <clears throat> first, I think that question need some need some data behind it, to be honest with you. I just can't give a sentence because one, I gotta mm-hmm. know the person that said it. Are they are they in a relationship with someone? Or are they just out here doing whatever they want to do? So first I would say if they're in a relationship with someone, they have to understand marriage is a commitment. And if you already for the lack of a better word, playing house you know, you're in a relationship, you're with someone and you're doing this, then that's just the next step to being able to solidify what it is that you're doing. Now, if a person is, in my opinion, if a person is uh, just don't want to get married, why should I get married? They out here just playing around and staying with this woman, being with this woman, being kicking with that woman, or kicking with this man, going out there with this man, or whatever the case may be, then 
we're talking about something else. They are scared of commitment. And so at the end of the day, marriage is about commitment. And so who, why are you, my question to them is why are you afraid of commitment? Now, going into this next, I guess going into the next um, question for me, I thought that was a funny clip, to be honest with you, because being married, at some point, you do get into a thing of of less less sex, um, you know, so, some wives, and you know, I've I've experienced this even with my wife, to be honest, if I can be clear, of you almost become unromantic. It almost come robotic, you know. It's like the tap tap, let me get it or and so we take each other for granted. And I think this is when the, the 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 excitement about sex goes away, because at some point it, it is just okay. I want to get with you. I want to get some or whatever whatever you might be saying or what you might be thinking. But <clears throat> the approach, a lot of times, we lose the approach. And again, I've I've, I've suffered for this. I've I've suffered from this and probably still do. But it's uh. You have to be. People have to be willing to to get together. People have to be willing to want to engage in sex, and so sex is not going to be a priority a lot of times, especially when you have a lot going on. For instance, we run a business. My my wife and I actually run, we run a business together, and so we spend a lot of time together. But we spend a lot of time together on business matters. Sometimes you, we might just be too tired in talking about sex and having sex. Or, and so a person who is younger who, you know, might be willing to do or wanting to do it a lot, he, he let's say if there's a man, he's going to have to think about what toll that is taking on the woman. She may be young. She may be just. She may be pregnant, or she had a baby. She's trying to figure out this whole thing because this is a new experience for her as well. And so there has to be a sense of compassion, I think, that takes place. And for men, I think we forget about compassion. I know I have, and so, and I don't feel like I'm a below average guy, you know, or or even above. I think I'm an average guy, and so. We have to be in a position of understanding that when when it's for 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 men, we we can kind of get aroused at any time. Now, as you get older, that's going to drop off. But when you're younger, you can get aroused at any time. You just look at her and you're ready. But for a woman, she mm-hmm. has a lot going on. She's not really thinking like that. Now that's saying a lot. And again, I brought it to the table because I'm kind of, in a sense, projected myself back as a young man. And when I, again, I would ask these questions, um, I, I wasn't the only one. I would hear this from other men. Like, we would worry about that. But, one, I'm going to jump it to you. Um, you know, I think we, I think I don't know exactly how old you are, but I know we both, you know, I'm 46. Again, I don't consider myself old or anything like that. But I know you've had life experiences as well. But I would like to love to hear it from you uh, as a, in a sense, um, your experience with that concept as a woman 
maybe I'll just say 15, 20 years ago, whatever, you know, again, I don't know how old you are, but just throwing it out, like, what was your thoughts about it as a young lady? Because I think Hassan brought up a key point. As men, I don't think that we're taught to be as compassionate or considerate of it, especially at the point that he was talking about as a young man where we can just, we're ready to go just from looking at you and that type of thing. And so in, in getting married, I've heard married men express their frustration with the lack of, and I'm not saying that's the only way it goes, but I would hear it a lot, especially mm-hmm. when I was asking those questions as a younger man. So I would love to hear what's the, the if you could put yourself maybe in a, at a younger perspective, how did you think of it? Uh, Cause for the most part, our, boy, our girlfriends was kind of pretty much ready to go too. But I think y'all as women kind of understand that's going to change once you start having babies and y'all have this naturally because y'all are, y'all will, you know, y'all obviously will, will be mothers. Men, we, we're not as considerate. So how does that look in that when it comes to that important conversation for younger people, if you will? Um, well, I, you know, I had kids at a very young age, so, um, I think it was a little different for me, um, personally, because, um, having kids at such a young age made me value, um, it made me value things differently. Um, so like, as far as, um, ready to go and all those things, I was, I was super cautious um, at a younger age, um, and I always, um, I always believed in um, one man, one woman commitment. Um, and so it was very, it was, it was, it was difficult for me, um, even at a younger age, to just be ready to go, just be ready to go, um, because I literally had to be completely like drawn emotionally. Um, and so, you know, that's the stance that I always had, even as, as, as young as I was. Um, but I got married, um, very young because I mean, probably because of that as well. I I grew up in a household where my mother was a single mother and all I seen was, was her dating men and multiple men and cheating on men. And, and so, at a young age, I just didn't want to be like that. Um, I knew, you know, I knew at a young age that I just wanted to, you know, be committed in this one relationship. So I would say it was kind of difficult for me because here I am wanting to be committed in, in a family, and then I was married to a young guy that was still, you know, strip clubs and wanting multiple things that I just didn't desire. Like, I just, I just didn't desire, you know? Um, and, and I think you have to be, I wouldn't say on the same page, but that, that definitely is a major, um, importance in any relationship when you're younger, you have to be on the same sexual uh, drive, the same, like, like you can't be one person can't be all the way off and the other person all the way on another end. It just doesn't work. You know, I, I at a very young age desire to just have a family and do romantic things with just him. And then he's a younger guy and he's just like, I want to add people. I want to do this. I want to do this. Like, so um, it was different for me, you know, and I think, and I would I would say just just being able to talk to him now after years later after the divorce and after years later, for him now that he's older he's like, 
dang, I was just such a kid. Like, you know, and now the things that I valued mm-hmm. at a younger age, definitely <clears throat> valued now. And he's definitely looking for that with his wife now. Um, so I think that, I think it's a hard struggle at a younger age. I really do. I think it's very hard mm-hmm. because, um, like I said, in the situation with me, I was just a little bit more mature and I just didn't want that. I didn't want multiple people. I wanted that one person. Um, but, you know, after being, I wouldn't say violated cause that's probably the wrong word, but after being cheated on and after finding multiple women, you just stop desiring a period. Like, <laughs> like you know, you that just completely up, no, closed that makes sense. out. That ended up being your reality. No, no, I understand that. Let me throw it over to Nala, if you will, Queen, uh, as you're hearing this, you know, this Queen's story. And I, it's not, you know, we've, I'm, I know you've experienced being a marriage counselor. I've experienced even more than I have, but I've heard stories similar to that. And one thing I'll throw out, and again, you can go deeper than this, but I will say in the last seven years of my life, having been associated, and I've mentioned this before, with some other groups who are real particular about marriage, and I hear that they recommend, like when I listen to LaWanda's story, that they absolutely recommend quite often for our sisters that they marry older men who are kind of past that stage because it it is quite often an issue similar to what we hear with LaWanda. Any thoughts on that and in, in her story uh, as well? Go ahead, Queen. Thank you. Is that for me? Yes. Yes, yes, okay. Nala. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, <clears throat> it is, it, 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 I, I love it. And I, we, we have a, what, our, our youngest daughter, she'll be 20 in just a few days. And <clears throat> while I ain't always been married, y'all, okay? And when I, when I was single, I did it good, all right? <laughs> and, you know, one of the reasons, I married was because I didn't want my daughter to see, you know, this ever-changing thing of her mother going through relationships. I, myself, I had a few more parameters than the one the young lady just described. You know, yeah, I may have dated, but my, my, my daughter, she didn't see them. I didn't have them coming to my home. But even still, I still wanted her to see stability. And I mentioned her. Because even though she's 20 and she's in school and, you know, she's um, now having, you know, almost a, what we as parents would consider an almost 20-year-old normal life with all the joys and the challenges that go along with it, she has said, and we've had the discussions with her, that an older man would be better suited for her because the men, the men that she within her age group, they're not going to be able to offer her the emotional intelligence that she's that she's looking for. And, you know, some people think, oh, it's about financial. You know, I, I hope my daughter and many women, you know, are, are you don't want to struggle love, but there, there are some everyday normal lifestyle struggles that come. So going through the beginner stages of starting out together, that's natural for a couple. But no one wants to go through that and dealing with him, learning what commitment is, as Hassan um, mentioned earlier, 
learning not to cheat, learning, you know, we don't talk to, you know, the girl that you used to date in high school in your inbox. No one wants, and it's not saying women don't do it either, but no one wants to go through that and spend, you know, five to ten years waiting on him to catch up. Because this happens. It happens a lot. And this is where we say, you know, an older man. He doesn't mean an older man isn't helped either. But at least he's a very often he's more inclined to understand the value of it, sometimes because he's already done it himself and got it out of his system or got caught enough to know it doesn't work. But, yes, we, we said that to her. And you know, she'll say, well, you know, I'm 20, but I'm looking at 27 and up based on what it is that I'm looking for. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've got about a minute, um, son, if you want to get a thought in before we go to the next break in reference to this as well. Go ahead, King. Well, and I think what, what Naila said, and just try to be quick, is that if um, if, a, if, a, if a young lady is looking to be a, be married and looking for somebody, she actually needs to be looking for somebody who can value her not only physically but mentally and emotionally and spiritually or whatever, whatever that might be or whatever she got going on. So I, I want to stop there because I know you're going up against the break and I can keep yeah, going yeah, no, on no, no, we, yeah, so, yeah, we can definitely, yeah, we can, yeah, we can definitely further explore that. Um, but, LaWanda, um, we got about 30 seconds, so uh, just any anything that they say, does it resonate? Again, you've had that life experience. Does anything you're hearing from both of them resonate just real quick before we go to break? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I now that I'm older, and uh, some men still in their 40s and 50s are still not out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. So now That's it's true. a matter of really getting to know who you want to love and be in love with because now it's not even no, a makes a lot of sense. point. No, it absolutely mm-hmm. makes sense. And if you can, I'll, 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 I'll explore that with you. Back, when you come back. Yeah, because I'm going to say, when you come back, I'd like to kind of say something to what she just said, okay? No, absolutely. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, we're up against the break. We'll be right okay. back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think.
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, as you heard a beautiful cut from Taylor Place from Love Can't Define This, Square Business Entertainment being our sponsor. So I thought it was an appropriate song as we were discussing this morning. Why should I get married? Special guest co-host, LaWanda Jordan, as well as that Clay couple. Hassan, uh, I had a cut I was going to play, but I wanted to make sure we continued this thought before I play this cut. So I'll kind of let you get your thoughts out. Uh, and I just wanted to mention to LaWanda, uh, obviously at my age, I absolutely agree that there are men who are in a sense still yet to grow up in that sense. Uh, uh, although I would still lean towards the recommendation that the, uh, after some men have had to experience, a lot of them will learn to value in that way. So I still would tend to push Based again, this is just something I learned recently. You know, in the last few years, I still was. If if, if I was fortunate to have a daughter, I still would probably give that same advice. You, you know, just basically playing the percentages. So you are right. There are men that never grow up, but I, I deal. I still think that the percentages are the older, younger lady dynamic. Just throwing it out there, not telling anyone else they have to follow what I say. That's just something that I've learned recently. Go ahead, Hassan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you actually started going down the route that I was actually going to talk about, too. Um, now, you know, an older man comes with a different set of, com- com- you know, complex issues, obviously, right? Um, especially if he has a younger woman, he comes with a different set of issues because he has had the experiences. So he comes with his, you know, his luggage and everything else, what he's looking for, how he's going to maneuver within a relationship. But what I've also – I have a client. <clears throat> I have a client that one of his things is – and I had to tell him, he got to a, he's gotten to a position with, his, um, with the, the young lady that, he, that he's talking with. He's been the guy that, you know, bounced around for women to women, you know, played the single life pretty well, got a little money. He's doing some things for himself, right, a business owner. He's doing some things for himself. But he turned 40, and he thought he was being a sucker. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to say it how it was. He thought he was being a sucker for for uh, this particular woman, right? And I told him, no, it's not the action aspect that you being a sucker. I don't think that's the, that's the right way of looking at it. That's what the world would tell you. But she introduced you to something. She introduced you to what a family, what being around a family looks like, and some of the things that family look like, and you like it, right? <laughs> because that's the maturity of you coming into play now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you see the subtle, the subtleness of life, and you saw how you see how beautiful it is now. She, you know, she's a little crazy. I won't call it crazy. She's a little high strong, right? Because she gets into, she has some issues herself, but she had enough. Here, she has some kids. He got a couple of kids. And he's seen what blending the family looks like, how it was cool. They doing things. They they relax. They chilling at the house. They just bouncing around all over the place from club to club and places to place or whatever. He's not bouncing around from woman to woman. And he found in his in his age at this age, because he's like forty, just really turned forty, forty one, I believe it is. That man, this is a beautiful life. If I can have something like this, this is what I'm looking for. Right, so would I tell my daughter to marry a forty-year-old man? Uh, no, I'm not going to tell her to do that. You see what I'm saying? 
I'm not going to tell her to do that because there is another complication in that then too. Because at some point he's going to start on. Not only he wants to, you know, be with her and 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 have intimacy with her, but he's going to be trying to act like a daddy at times too. All right, she got one. Matter of fact, she got two. Right, and so you know the the as the aspect of it, she doesn't need enough. Right, so in this instance here, that might be a little too old for her. But would I say somebody within a ten year range? That would probably be that would probably work well. No, it makes sense. Um, definitely some good thoughts. I wanted to kind of again. I want to play this cut. We got some callers out there. Let me make sure I get the callers in before I play this cut because this cut's going to take us in a. It's almost in, in line with what we're talking about. Almost on a different angle, but let me make sure for the callers that just got on. You do need to press one to let us know you want to speak. So if you are trying to get in on this morning's discussion, please press one. If you're on the phone lines, if you're online and want to get in, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Now, as I hear you say that, uh, son, again, I've gotten to 46, so I'm even older than that, brother, if you will. Um, but I do remember recalling in my 20s, and this was a crazy thought, but it definitely, I, when you talk about that idea of being a sucker, right? I definitely spent mm-hmm. my younger years worrying about, am I going to let someone play or whatever? I was in the military for a few years. Mm-hmm. And, and so I can now look back on it and be like, it was a crazy, dumb thought to have to a certain extent. Of course, nobody wants to be played. Anybody can be played. But I was overly right. concerned about it. Uh, and I can see that mm-hmm. in retrospect, um, you know, even in my 20s, not that I was necessarily ready to be married, but I still went through my years moving in a way that probably pushed away maybe even future situations because I was more worried about mm-hmm. why she with me. Like, like this thing that, you know, as men, we worry about, um, you know, where, whereas I was established, at, you know, to a certain extent. And this cut that I'm about to play is going to speak heavy to that. No, go ahead. Jump, okay. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, please. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Know, and, and I'll play the cut. Okay. And, and I think, and I'm going to try to be quick, definitely try to be quick. I, I really do believe this is some of the cultural stuff that we, we run into. We we get told by very, especially when we've coming up maybe 20, 20, 30 years ago, the music that was coming out, you know, and, and telling us how, you know, women were this, women were that, this, that, this, mm-hmm. that. And so that stuff started seeping in. And so now every time you yes. turn around, you're looking for somebody who's going to try to play you and you don't want to get played. Right. And so, I, mm-hmm. I I can understand how most young men look at somebody looking at women differently, and we lost a lot of time with that. Very key, very key. I definitely want to get the ladies' thoughts on it. I will go more into what we're talking about, and we'll start with the ladies coming out of this cut. If you are a first-time listener to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, we'll warn you we are not a politically correct show. So you're all going to hear some cuss words in this mm-hmm. cut uh, that I'm about to play. Uh, just a heads up, again, for first-time listeners, Asad and Nala, they've been with us, so they know how real we keep it on this show. Uh, we, we cut to the chase. We don't beat around the bush. But we will definitely start with the ladies mm-hmm. coming out of this cut, even though this, just to give a little heads up, the cut is going to be more or less, more of what myself and Hassan was just mentioning. But really for men who, you know, like I kind of like the situation you just said, men with means, how they worry about it even more, it seems like. But we'll definitely get this cut mm-hmm. and hear the ladies' thoughts coming out of it. We'll be right back. You know what the problem with a lot of fucking people is, especially a lot of dudes with money, is when you get married, 
your wife has money too now. Like before you got married, you were the guy with money. So you had a bunch of money. She's like, wow, mm -hmm. I like this guy. He's got money. <laughs> and then when you get married, guess what? Now she's got money too. Now she gets to recognize you for you. And so it's not, you're not as cool anymore because you're not just a guy with money. She's got money too, bitch. It's her fucking money now. And she's like, God damn it, I'm going to take my share and get the fuck out of here. Like, all of a sudden, she's got your money. Like, what happened? What happened is, like, there's a bunch of things that happen when people get married, right? There's love. There's devotion. There's commitment. There's a beautiful bond that you guys share. But let's not get confused. Under the exact same rules, with the exact same words, I do, I do, there's a lot of scamming going on. There's a lot of people getting robbed. There's a lot of legal extortion. There's a lot of legal stealing. There's a lot of really hot women who have no business fucking some old dude. There's a lot of really hot women that are like fucking some guy who's 70 years old, and they talk this dummy into marrying them with no prenuptial. They suck his dick for a couple of years and drop the kablooey on him. Blunk, and take a chunk. Just take a giant chunk of millions and millions of dollars. That happens, too. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen, and I'm not saying it's, it's not an interesting deal, you know, that some people make, you know, like the, the guy who married Anna Nicole Smith. Remember I used to have that bit about that guy? That was the same kind of thing. It was like, nothing wrong with it. Everybody knows what it is. But you can't, like, that's not the same. Like, all marriages are not the same. So people that were upset about, like, gay marriage, there's gay people that legitimately love each other and they want to get married. You should be upset at this other shit. You should be upset that you could go to Vegas, high on coke, go through a drive-thru, and get married. You can do that. They're not drug testing you. They take you to those drive-thru Elvis fucking wedding chapels in Vegas. You think they see if you're drunk? They don't give a fuck if you're drunk. <laughs> you mean maybe you can get it annulled tomorrow if you are. I mean, maybe. I don't know. They don't give a shit. That's marriage, too. It's a bunch of different things. It's a goddamn contract, you know? Marriage is bad for somebody when they lose something. That's what it basically is. They lose a house. They lose money. Yeah. If you marry somebody and all of a sudden you go, hey, I don't want to be married no more. Me neither. See you tomorrow. Who's keeping the house? It's your fucking house. Bye. Okay. That's great. Nobody, nobody would get angry. Nobody would get angry. It's when you lose something. Right. You know, or somebody cheated on you or whatever. I had no money when I got divorced. It wasn't even that alone. So I, you're like, yay. Yay. Oh, fuck yeah. When I could do comedy now yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. But there was a kid involved. Right. And there's always fucking something. See, that's when marriage sucks. I also told myself that for years. And it wasn't the marriage that sucked. Sometimes we don't put enough into the marriage. You know, I didn't know what marriage was when I first got married. I'll tell you what. I know what marriage is now, motherfucker. I know what marriage is now, and that's why it works. I know you have to put time in it. When I first got married, you do the laundry, you cook, and I give you a check. And we fuck. <laughs> I fuck you when I want. That's not marriage. When you're 25, you think that's marriage. You know, you think that's marriage. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'll go out and work. I didn't think you had to pay attention or go to a date night or fucking have to put time into them. or You know, I can't do a spot tonight because I'm going to the movies with my wife. You know, you have to put that time in if you want it to fucking work. Welcome back to the Vince Dialogue Talk Show. Why should I get married as we hear a cut from Joe Rogan? Yeah, we are not a politically correct show. Lawanda, we will start with you as you hear that cut. Let me give you this one thought before you give us a thought. And, again, they're talking about, in a sense, men with means. 
But what I what I, what I think has also happened within the African American culture, and I think Hassan would agree with this, that at 25 I was worried about that and didn't really have a lot of means. I was doing okay for myself. Mm-hmm. I was just fine myself mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. But to a certain extent, even men like myself at 25 thinking I had something, it still it wasn't enough. To, to have the fear that a big chunk of my money would be taken. But, again, they just bring up some real-life aspects that I wanted to bring to the table. LaWanda, any thoughts on what you just heard as a, as a woman, if you will, because obviously those are two men just going back and forth from their perspective. Um, absolutely. As I listened to that, um, I thought about, um, you know, there's a lot of women that I have spoken with and I have talked to that have said that they are no longer marrying for love. They're marrying for um, financial stability. Um, They're marrying for the benefits uh, that comes with marriage. And I think, um, and I could be wrong because I'm not an expert, but I think after being hurt for so long and after dealing with so much heartbreak, I think it comes to a point where women – um, and I, I can say a lot of women because I, I speak to women that have just decided that, you know, I'm just going to get married just for the benefits of marriage, just to be stable, just to have a home, just to not have to pay bills. And that outweighs love to a lot of people right now. Um, and so I do believe like what he was saying is true. Um <laughs> I mean, it it just, it's a lot of truth to everything that was said. Um, Yeah, people should be mad about it. People should be upset about it. But I think at this point, you know, and and not saying that this is every couple's agenda, but I'm saying a lot of people at this point, men are marrying women because, you know, it's guaranteed sex and it's guaranteed my house is going to be clean and, She's going to do the things that she needs to do over here. And then the woman is saying, you know, hey, um, I don't have to pay a bill or I, don't, I, I can be financial stable. Um, and, and that's so, yeah, what let me, it's so, gotten to. Let, let me throw this out to you, I'm and sorry. I definitely want to hear. Um, yeah, no, no, let me, let me throw this out to you, and now I want you to come in. So what I would say to you, again, you're doing this production, and we'll get more into that into the second hour, why should I get married? I would even open up, based on what you just said, one, and it's good to hear, again, your perspective with your life experience. See, I would throw out that when we say I'm doing it just for this or just for that, some of the things you're saying are actually what should be the benefits, and I don't know that we should be saying they're just for financial stability. It's just for my house being clean. Like, we're, I think we've lost sight of, that is that is actually one of the benefits among others. But Nala, I know you can speak to that better than I can. I'm just talking about a changing of the perspective. That's not a bad thing per se, in my opinion. But go ahead, um, Nala. Okay, you know when I've, I've heard things talked about a man of means, and, and I've heard it being in the context of money. I'm going to talk about an age-old proven truth, and that is women are attracted to men with power. And his power may be his money. His power may be his reputation on the street, you know, because there's levels to this. 
his power may be his his influence in a particular industry. His means can have their can mean very different things to a particular woman. A woman likes a man with power, men like beauty. These are two two things that go hand in hand. Which lends to one of the things that the in the clip that the Joseph Moore is speaking about, you have this man who's seventy who gets ganked for millions of, of dollars. Why? Because he married for beauty. He married for a for a very shallow reason and he got ganked for a very shallow reason. You know, as Hoskins says, what's that you say, baby? E e even swap no swindle. You know, Right, they, they got each other. In the worst-case scenario, that is what happens. But to sit here and say that because I'm a man of means that I'm going to get taken advantage of, no, because you have some type of establishment, it is going to make you appealing. Now, the problem I have, and I am going to talk about within my own black culture, the problem I have is that you have, and I'm speaking about men, you have men who don't have a lot of means, but you sitting here acting like, you know, that thing that you got that job with the benefit, that you know you, you, you at top rank, bruh. No, you're not. Is that good? Yes. But I know a sister who can match you toe for toe. And so, you know, just like we, you say you keep it real here, our kitchen tables lie. You know, we were talking last night with our, ki- with our kids about this very same thing. You know, even before Hassan came home, he don't know this. We were talking about Lil Penis, you know, so he gets real up in there. But. One of the things that our daughter said, you know, she's like, this guy, he was trying to come at me, and he, you know, he kept throwing me bands. I'm used to seeing bands, for those of you who don't know, that means thanks for daughter, okay? So, <laughs> she's like, I'm used to She's like, I'm used now, to teach him, teach, teach him now, Go ahead. Get him, get him straight out there. <laughs> I'm not impressed by this. She said, I wanted him to come for me and put in the work. And she said, and now he's doing it, but I'm not interested. I'm not trying to hear that because that's not how you approach me. You know, so you have to be mindful that what you think is mean is not going to be appealing to every woman. And, you know, I think once someone said earlier that when I get married, my wife now has money. You know what? That might be because she's coming with her own money. You know, that whole thing about, oh, I can cook and clean and I'm cute. You know, as Hassan says, I live in Atlanta. It's a beautiful woman on every corner. You know, so you being cute and being able to cook and clean, today a man with some type of establishment, he's looking for more than that. He can call grub her, boo. He, he is looking for you to bring something to the relationship as well. So if you end this for money, you want to attract a man of establishment, you need to have one or two things. You you need to look like that alone is not going to do it anymore, and that goes for men and for women. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, Asan. Were you about to jump in? Go ahead, King. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, thank God to talk, baby. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to say. She summed it all up, right? Nah, I think I think they're saying a lot. If I, nah, absolutely, Luanda. I think I'm hearing a lot within that context, and that's something that you know. If we're going to have this discussion, why should I get married? If we're going to have that discussion, 
the very thing that we're kind of narrowing in on is an aspect that I think has gotten lost on the culture is because, you know, again, she gave it to us from both sides of it, but I'll harp on, you know, in a sense, having been that young man she's talking about, looking at, you know, what little bit I had at the time as if it was, uh, you know, in a sense, made me uh, a one prospect. And I think, you know, you can probably speak to this even more so that, 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 that there's frustration in that. Whereas let me throw this out and, and see what both of you ladies have thoughts on it. Like that is a part of it. And, and for the most part, what I think I've learned now a lot later in the game than maybe I should have, what I've learned now is one, I should be bringing to, that to the table but that ain't the mm-hmm. end-all, be-all that some young men mm-hmm. think it is or get caught up in that same fear I had, oh, well, is she going to try to get me for it? Like we're losing, like like I think you said it best, son, we're losing time, wasting time figuring out that at the end of the day, because here's a reality that we haven't been proven time and time again that for the most part married men, generally speaking, are much elevated in society in so many ways to include financial mm-hmm. so even when you are that man of means getting that right woman that um that Nala talked about in the very beginning of this show actually elevates and increases in abundance because for our, you know we always talk about it but she being the multiplier again getting the wrong person can mm-hmm. kill all of that but at the end of the day you don't typically see single men typically competing in no industry uh with married men who have that quote unquote I'll throw it out there, I don't know if it's the right word in twenty twenty, but who, who in a sense have that helpmate. At the end of the day they're helping each other. So I don't mean it in a you know in a you know in a in a negative right. way. But but that's something that has to be talked about. Uh, uh Luanda, give me a thought and I'm gonna go right back to you, Hassan. Give me a thought on just kinda what we're wrapping up because I think we don't think about it enough in our generation, you and I being similar again, close in age. I don't know how you are, but I know we're not too far apart. Uh, and I think, and I understand your experience having had it, if you will. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, so, and I think that's why it's so important, so important to have these discussions and to have these events is because, you know, you have to find someone that loves you despite of what you have, despite of what your worth is, and and what I'm what I'm saying is it's great for a man to come with those resources and it's great for a woman to have her stuff together and it's great. But I think the beauty in finding somebody that you truly, truly, truly love and that you guys are in this together, you guys build together, you guys grow together, you guys succeed together. So it's never having to be, Oh, I got this and she may take me for this or I got this and he may take me for this. It's never that because you guys are, you guys, it's it's built on love. And once it's built on love, you guys begin to sow into each other and you guys begin to grow each other. So there's no need to go, oh, well, you know, if I marry her, she's going to take this because you're marrying for something that's outside of the financial, that's outside of of, of the gain of what you can get in the physical sense if that makes sense. Um, and that's why I say these are so important because I want women to know that you don't have to lo- you do not have to marry for financial benefits. You don't have to marry 
for what I can get. You can actually marry for love. Um, and, and, and men as well, you don't have to, um, you don't have to lower what you have, or what your worth is, because you think you're going to be, um, you think you're going to be taken advantage of. I always say, if you want peace, provide peace, meaning that if you are this man and you have all this money and you do have all this stuff, you provide that peace. You still go on the dates. You still love each other. You guys build your whatever you have on love because, yeah, people are, they are getting married for financial reasons, but they're going to bed unhappy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to bed. No, thank you for you your know, thoughts. I got a caller that wants to jump in. Yeah, I definitely, yep, just throwing it out there. I got a caller that wants to jump in. I'm going to give you some thoughts about that concept of love. We've had that conversation on this show before, so I think it's a good opportunity to bring it up, uh, just how love is valued uh, when it comes to, when you say, why should I get married? I think we have to get into what I think is the purpose of marriage, and I think we have to, in my opinion, put love in a perspective because I, I will say, just to throw it out there, that we've started to value it in a way that now harms us when it comes to actually marriage. Um, but we can get into that. Um, let's see what the caller has to say. Area code six seven eight last three two four three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning, Queens. Good morning, Kings. This is Jason Warner calling from Atlanta. Um, you know, Montoya. This is a this is a show that uh, I love to to call in, but this is specifically a to- topic that's near and dear to me. So I appreciate you having this topic. Um, I, I just heard the sisters talk about marrying for love. The, I would only challenge this and um, give the, co- the, the the listeners a perspective. I've been married twice. Um, uh, first time married for love. Um, currently married for love, but I married on purpose and in purpose. Right? Um, and part of that, when I say that, we call ourselves purpose partners because our purposes are connected and that's how we grow together. Because when I was younger and was married the first time I was in love and young in love, but our purposes were not connected. We were like opposite ends of a magnet. Mm-hmm. They will not they will push apart. We love each other so much, but we weren't going in the same direction. Currently we married for purpose and our purposes are aligned. So you know, she may not like me one of these days. She may, you know, <laughs> fall out of love but still love me. But we still have the same. Often we focus so much on love but don't see with not, not being focused on the fact that we need to be going in the same direction. Um, and that, and that, doesn't, that doesn't mean from a, a, a job standpoint, that doesn't mean from mm-hmm. a, everything we like, but our purposes are aligned. Our whys are in sync. Um, and, our, and, and that why is always fundamental because it's always who you are and then who your partner is. So if those are two different things, like the song says, what love, what's love got to do with it? It will not work. Um, and to, to the fellas, I, I do understand. There is a... <laughs> A, a concern because, and I saw this meme the other day, and it was it's really funny. Um, women don't want to split half the bills, 
but when they leave, they won't have the resources. Um, so if you're in together in purpose, you know that this is a team. You know that you're building together. Montoya doesn't like me to say this, but I'm the statement in this relationship um, because, you know, my, my wife, <laughs> I, I call her the Oprah, man. She's out there doing it, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, she does. Yeah, she's and I'm okay, I'm, yeah, I'm okay yeah. in that space. I'm okay. And I'm as much as I don't like you to say it, you know I'm happy for you though. You know that. You know I admire and love you. And and I only don't like to say it because I know what type of man you are. So that's why I don't like you saying it, if if you will. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm pulling for y'all, and I and, and y'all definitely live with purpose. We are it's the top of the hour break. Um, so King, if you want, you can definitely get back in. Come off the one after this break. If you decide to come back in, please do. We got some other callers that want to get in. We are. At our top of the hour, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. This here is a remarkable, so, so bad remix. J.E., y'all. Run DMC to the beach, y'all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And me, y'all know my name. Come on. people get married you know just so you know because this is built into marital vows I'm not leaving ever no matter what it's like okay well that definitely puts a boundary around our arguments right because I can't say every time you manifest one of your flaws which you're likely to do just as often as me well enough of this it's like that's horrible man if your whole life is well every time you get out of line I'm, I'm out of here it's like, how the hell are you? First of all, you're not going to admit to ever doing anything wrong. Second, you're going to be on your... You're like a, like a scared cat the entire relationship because, well, who knows? It could just come to an end at any moment. It's like, you know, people say, well, if, you're, if the possibility of divorce is open, it makes you free. It's like, yeah, that's what you want. You want to be free, eh? Really? Really? So you can't predict anything. That's what you're after. It's a vow. And it says, look, I know that you're trouble. Me too. So we won't leave, no matter what happens. Well, that's a hell of a vow, but that's why it's a vow, right? That's why you take it in front of a bunch of people. That's why it's supposed to be a sacred act. It's like, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Everything is mutable and changeable at any moment. Well, go ahead. You live your, live your life like that and see what you're like when you're 50. Jesus, it's dismal. Two or three divorces, your family's fragmented, you've got no continuity of narrative, it's, and it's not good for the kids, not by any stretch of the imagination. And so it's a form of 
voluntary enslavement, I suppose, but it's also equivalent to the adoption of a responsibility. And there's more to it than that. If you can't run away, then you can solve your problems. Because it might be, okay, well, I'm stuck with you. So how about we fix things? Because the alternative is we're going to be in a boxing match for the next 40 years. That's the alternative. So, and you think you're going to fix problems without something like that hanging over your head? There isn't a chance. You'll just avoid them because that's what people do. It's really hard to, to solve problems, especially in a relationship. We're having a fight and I find out that it's, you know, because you're, you were abused by your uncle when you were five or some goddamn thing. You know, it's like, it's very frequent that that sort of thing happens. You, there, there's the partner, your partner's, you know, manifesting some weird anomalous behavior. You just can't make heads or tails of it. It doesn't seem related to what you're doing at all. They don't want to talk about it. And so as soon as you bring it up, they get mad. And then you bring it up again, they even get madder, and they tell you that you're not going to talk about that or they're going to leave. And so maybe you're really, really persistent because you're kind of a son of a bitch, and then they break down and cry, you know. And then they have this horrible memory that comes flooding forward that's completely, you don't know what to do with it, and then you have to sort it out. So you think you're going to do that unless there's a good reason? You have to know, we better sort this out, or we're going to be carrying it around for the next 40 years. That maybe is enough motivation so you'll actually try hard to solve a problem. It's a lot easier to say, well, <laughs> sorry, we're not going there. But then, good, you'll have it every day. Every day. Every goddamn day for the rest of your life. See, there's some... There's- Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Lawanda Jordan founder of Why Should I Get Married, an event coming up next Friday. We'll get more details as this conversation continues. Our special guests are that Clay couple, Hassan and Nyla Clay, for this morning's discussion question, Why Should I Get Married? I love what Jason, the caller, just said, the idea. I think that's what we have to add for 2020 to get an understanding that marriage has always had a purpose. Uh, love is a relatively new thing for human existence, been around for, uh, when I'm talking about specifically with marriage being a very big factor within a marriage, uh, technically, if you look it up, it's been around for about 250 years that getting married for love was even an issue, and it's not to downplay love. Uh, we've grown up in this era, so it's definitely something that has to play a role. Um, but I love what Jason had to say from the standpoint, uh, and what I, how I like to put it is we have to marry with purpose and love, and if I had to put those in order, I would put purpose in the front of love, because um, as he pointed out his situation, love alone typically won't carry you through, but if you haven't been taught that, you will go through, in my opinion, lots of experiences, and you're not willing to go through the things you just heard of Jordan Peterson saying in that cut. We do have a couple of callers, so let's get to the callers. Um, if, um, Area code four one four last three zero four eight. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hello. Hello, you're live on the air with us. Yes, you're live on the air. Give us your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hello, four one four. You're live on the air. Excuse me, I hit the wrong number. Montoya. Okay, no problem. All right, no problem. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next caller. We got 478, last 3303. Three, three. That was actually my mother, y'all. <laughs> uh, <highlight laughs> one of the greatest mothers. One of the greatest mothers on earth trying to support her son on, on the show. I appreciate that. But let's get to the next caller. 478, <laughs> last 3303. Three, three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. 
peace, family. It's uh, Sincere here in Atlanta, host of Why Should I Get Married, author of The 30 Love Laws and Holistic Relationship Coach. How y'all doing? Hey, we're doing great. We're doing even better when Cecilia get on this thing. We, I know it's been to go deep now. <laughs> go ahead, Tim, what you got for us? Oh, hey, man, yeah. I'm loving the oh, conversation. Yeah. I'm loving the conversation. Peace, Lulu. And I'm loving, I'm loving the uh, brother and sister that's been breaking it down. But what I like to get on is a correct uh, operative definition of the word love. Right, so what we uh, what we do, we misconceive it because when you take a look at the definition of the word love, it's simply uh, focused on how we feel. But that that definition is, is not expansive enough. When I work with um, my different clients on their relationship, and I ask them what does the word love mean, they pause and they think, and, and they're trying to find words. So if we don't have definitions or at least something to start us on that concept, that mm-hmm. idea. And love has been around for centuries since the beginning of time, the beginning of our people, not the word itself. But what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, love, I'm talking about tribalism. I'm talking about the idea of village. I'm talking about the idea of us doing for ourselves, for our betterment, right? So what we need to do is have a direct and operative understanding of that word, which encourages purpose, which encourages empowerment, which encourages that feeling as well. It encourages finance, business, and basically everything that you can wrap inside of what we need to exist and do it at a high level, that can be found inside of the word love, which is the highest vibration that exists. No, strong thoughts. I'll um, start with you, Hassan. Any thoughts on what you're hearing with um, Sincere when he and, – and here's here's what I'm gathering real quick just to throw this out. Um, and what I'm hearing, Sincere, is, yeah, if I'm going to even be committed to this purpose, well, that commitment probably won't be that good if I don't love this person. Like, you know, because I could, I could be committed to any, any two people, but the one I love is who I'm willing to, you know, in a sense – clock in for uh, at all times or, or we're thinking of this of these children, this legacy. Uh, right now I don't really like you that much, but I'm going to go ahead and handle my business because we're committed to the betterment of these children. And that's the kind of love I think you're talking about that I, I think I'm hearing what you're talking about. But go ahead, Asa. Any thoughts with, to what Brother Sincere brought to the table this morning? <laughs> you know, there there is a, uh, and again, I want to focus on marriage because there is, there's various different cultures and various different situations where mm-hmm. we we look at marriage differently, how to be married, or what is the relationship, what is the commitment level here, right, that a person is looking at. So if I want to look at love, I, you know, I actually had something else I was going to say, but I'm going to get to this one first. If I want to look at love, and I, it's, it's a scripture that I know in the Quran, right, that says that, you know, from from God's signs, is that he created man and woman so they can dwell together, right? And then he places between them love and mercy. And these are people who can who think, and, and this is for people who can think. So in this, there's like four different, four or five different situations going on here. First and foremost, here is just a physical situation that he created a man and his woman, Right? So there's a physicality, there's an attraction that's naturally there, right? And so when now they're time to couple up, 
the idea is they're coupling up based upon the comfort and tranquility, right, peace. They're getting together because there's peace in getting together, right? And as they do the work to be able to stay in peace, right, to be able to stay harmonious, if you will, as they continue to do the work, that doesn't mean that things don't happen, but then they try to find a way to recover and find a way to make some things happen. What happens is that love comes into play. The thing of love grows stronger because now it moves from a physical aspect, right, to even a more, Mm -hmm. and the emotion gets a little deeper, right, at this point. And not only that, because we look at love, but we forget this last aspect of it, mercy. Mercy is what's going to make me look at you a little different, right? Mercy is going to allow me to, okay, you were tripping, but let me, let me, let me keep it going. You know, let, 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 how do I stick with this situation, right? And then there's a form of intelligence that has to be on it. I have to really do the due diligence if although we are, I'm attracted to you, are you really the person for me? And that's what happens, I really do believe. We get caught in the physical aspect of it, and so everybody got this attraction going on. Everybody, ooh, mm-hmm. wow, oh, mm, you know what I'm saying? And they, they just get blown yep. from the physical aspect. They don't even know who in the hell this person is. Or took the and when that phase, that's how you out. see some of these quick marriages. Because I definitely, exactly. yeah, when that phase. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and, and then, and then they complicate it even more by doing something that should be done after marriage. They get sexually involved. Now, if I were going to go just be honest with you, now, I ain't telling nobody not to have sex. But what I am saying is that sex is, sex is the ultimate form of bonding. If I know you, you know me, we in together, I'm entering to you, you receiving me. I mean, good God. Good, I mean, I'm sending my blood to you, all this old type of stuff here. I'm swapping DNA with you and all this old type of stuff mm-hmm. here. That is the ultimate form of bonding. That's not the only form of bonding, but that's the ultimate right. form of bonding. So then they complicated it more because sex also enlists a feeling. I feel good being with you. And then I equate that to love. Right. Now, I'm saying so a lot, and I, I think really it's... thrown up the whole... Mm-hmm. No, 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 finish, please finish. Please finish your talk. No, and, well, the, the last part of that is that then the whole thing gets thrown off. The whole order of things get thrown mm-hmm. off. And so somehow mm-hmm. or another, a lot of us try to get back, get back to being right with it, but... A lot of us don't. And then what happens is we get scared, and now nobody wants to be in the commitment, but they want the sexual aspect. They want the pleasure that comes with it, Mm -hmm. but they don't want the work that comes with it. Now, I'm saying a lot. I think it's stuff that we have to understand. Um, If you're saying, why should I get married, these are the things that, in a sense, you have to understand. Uh, I think coming out, we're going to put it on the break, but um, I'll say coming out of the break, we got to – let people know why that's worth it. Because if you, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if you're going into it with the wrong expectations, if you will, again, while we're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of these shorter marriages out here. And so if you never lose sight of that, then you just sour on the whole idea. So, so while it's worth the work, 
we need to let people know why is why is worth the work, or else they're going to continue to ask this question: Why should I get married? Listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We'll be right back. But well, all I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I love you, mm-hmm. but unless you see me loving you, right. feel me loving you, it doesn't mean anything. Right? So we have to work on those actionables, on mm-hmm. those things that we do for each other that, that, uh, that show us that we love each other. Um, you know, because... I have certain things that I like, and she has certain things that she likes, so I have to make sure that I cater to those needs in order for her to feel loved. I know that when she comes into the room, I have to close the computer, and there has to be a Hello Nicole parade. I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, it is, it's just part of being married. I had to learn that. I right? like that. And now I do it. I cultivate that sort of you know, situation mm-hmm. to, because she likes that. So it's like love. taking the time to learn each other's, what is it, yeah. the love languages? As they when I come it. home, I need a sandwich. Just make me a sandwich. Just a sandwich. It doesn't have to be big. Just a sandwich. Something that, sandwich. that shows now, me that is it like a simple pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or is it something where you need to, like, saute onions? I personally am not into out. peanut butter and jelly, but she knows what I like, and, mm-hmm. and it's there. And, and those things are very important, and right. people always downplay that. And, and I have to remind people, look, mm-hmm. yes, being in love is great, but you have to work at that. You have to put effort forth every single day. It's like it's like watering a plant. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just water a plant once and then next year you come back and you expect the plant to be growing. Yes, then you have to water the plant continuously. And it's the same with relationships. You have to learn each other's dance steps. You have to take each other in. You have to be present. You have to cater to each other. You have to do a lot of things in order for that relationship to flourish and to be successful. And it's the same in Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, LaWanda Jordan, founder of the upcoming event, Why Should I Get Married? Our special guest for this morning's discussion question, which is simply, Why Should I Get Married? Of the Ozzy and Ruby B of Marriage Counseling, as we hear a cut from Boris Kojo talking about his relationship and how he looks at love, which is a word that we keep throwing out there, but he added that aspect of doing the work and how it's the simple things that, as he mentioned, in a sense, sometimes and often get overlooked. Um, but prior to the break, and I'll start with you, Nyla, is the idea, and again, let me throw this, the idea of um, getting the right expectations going into it. I think uh, as, as Hassan was breaking that down, I've definitely, again, never having been married, but been to a lot, been close with a lot of people who you know, some successful and some not so successful, but I think the expectations are one of the biggest mistakes and not just really understanding that work. We keep hearing that theme 
Uh, but at the same time, when you throw out throw out the idea that, that it's going to take work, then to a certain extent, it can seem unappealing when you start hearing people like, well, this is what it really takes. This is what you got to get through. That doesn't make it sound very appealing, if you will. So what what makes it worth it, if you will, um, Nile? Well, the last part of what you just said, what was what? I just said you what said ultimately makes it worth it. Yeah, I just said what makes it worth well, it when we start talking about marriage, when, you, when, when people finally break down all that it requires, it doesn't quite sound appealing to this love expectation. I think that's how a lot of people go into, you know what I'm saying, things with the wrong expectations. But even when we hear what it takes, it doesn't sound all that appealing. So what makes marriage appealing if you've got to do all this work, if you will? Okay. Um, so when we do premarital counseling and with and marriage counseling with new couples, one of the first things we find out is their expectations. What is it that you're hoping is going to happen with this person, or what were you looking for? And then we trash it. And people are often devastated. <laughs> like, oh, my God, why are you going to tell me that's not possible? I'm not telling you that's not possible. What I am telling you is you need to get rid of these preconceived notions of what life is going to be like or how life should have been. No one wants to be shitted on. And you keep shitting on your husband and or your wife every day when they actually could be Everything that you need, even if you don't, you may get less of what you want, but you actually could get a lot more of what you need. The beauty of marriage is not about what you were expecting, but what can the two of you create together? Get rid of what you thought it would be. And what is it that you and I naturally bring where I can benefit you and make you your best self? And then you can in turn do that for me. What can we create together that we ain't never even thought of? Why are you limiting Mm -hmm. yourself by these restrictions of expectations that you have? Marriage can be limitless. If you allow yourself to expand upon the possibilities, this is going by that damn checklist that you got. That don't nobody really fit. Now, great thoughts. And let me add this to the context. For the callers out there, you do have to press 1 if you are trying to get in. I definitely see a few callers out there. Make sure you press 1 if you're trying to get in on this morning's discussion. Um, the context I want to add, and I think this is – and you could tell me this, Lawanda um, – Somebody has something in the background, if you could kind of mute yourself, that would help. Just throwing it out there. Um, but, Luanda, I think this is a, a big part of the reason, and you can speak to this um, after I say this, why you're even considering doing this this event, if you will, is I love what you just said, Nala. Again, um, Nala, matter of fact, let me throw out, because I know this is one of y'all major stats, that y'all have been able to keep couples that you've been able to counsel. Uh, so if you're out there listening or going through some marital woes, the 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 Nala and her son are perfect for you to talk to because they've been very successful with keeping their couples. Yeah, we got a less with than, their we got a less than two percent. We got a less than two percent divorce rate in our counseling session. I love it. Our counseling I love session. it. I love it. So I got to highlight that. So this is again in the first hour when I told y'all this is why I go reach out to them anytime we're doing this a subject. This is why that's their success rate. So something to be applauded when currently we're still looking at a 50% divorce rate in America, if you will, unfortunately. 
Um, but anyway, with that mm-hmm. said, to move it, co- move this conversation somewhat culturally, if you will, because uh, Nala, you just broke down how you, like you said, you take the couple and tear up their expectations. Uh, but one aspect of where we've gotten lost, and I think y'all would agree with this, is we we've come to look at it through American individualism. I'm talking about marriage itself. Um, and so mm-hmm. by doing so, we've been, we've gotten so centered and self-focused that the stuff that Nala just spoke to is what it's not even thought about getting into this marriage. What can we build and grow together? Because marriage has generally speaking since human existence, typically and cultures do it slightly different, but the thing that has been consistent has been for generational. So we're getting so caught up in American visualism, like we're like, what do I get? What do I get out of this? But that purpose and legacy aspect, ultimately why different cultures all have them doing, doing it maybe different ways, but ultimately there's an aspect of the next generation. And that has to be brought into this conversation. And Luanda, correct me if, my, if I'm wrong, but a big portion of you doing this show is because you understand that too not just the idea of how do I make my marriage great, but the reason you're wanting to do this is because you're hoping to culturally push the envelope so that people get to a bigger and better understanding of what marriage is for. Am I correct in part of your reasoning for even wanting to do this, Queen? Um, yeah, that is. Um, and and I don't know how much I can say, but um... – um, so I was having an event for men, um, honoring men, and you were the get, you were one of the men that were being honored. Um, and every event is, is just so meaningful. I was sitting in the, in the room and I was listening to you speak, um, about marriage and how important marriage is in the black community, um, and when I heard you speak on that, I looked at everybody that was in sync in that conversation. They were so glued. I mean, it was so many questions. Um, and it just began to open up uh, doors where the conversation almost um, shifted from honoring men to mm-hmm. marriage. And mm-hmm. as I sat there, I realized that that very moment, this is something that we cannot take advantage of. We cannot sit on this subject. We have to enlighten this subject. We have to bring this thing out because um, a lot of people are so lost. There's one thing that I say in most of my uh, in most of my poems when I talk about marriage or when I talk about men. I always say that food stamps and Section Eight has taken place of of, of our men. Um, and it and, and and why I say that is because in the community that we have as black people, we have been taught number one, we've been taught to grow up, be strong women. You don't need a man. You are independent. You can do whatever a man could do. And then we have been taught that you know if you get on certain assistance, you're not even allowed to have that man even in your home. And then the black men have been taught to basically just almost in most cases get just terribly treated just terribly it's just it's just a terrible thing of how and I and I don't I don't like to play the race cards but 
it's a terrible thing of how we have became as a community, as a um, generation, as a uh, as as the black culture. Man, we have marriage is not even an important topic anymore. Um, you know, and, and, and that's because we're surrounded by all these other topics. And so when I seen how engaged people were and when I seen how much more information people needed, it was almost as if people were sitting there and you had a cup and they were begging for the drink out of your cup because they needed the information. And so I wanted to put on an event that was completely surrounded by this because as a black woman, as a black person, as um, an, an event coordinator, as a person that wants to change the world by one event at a time, I knew that this had to be something that we brought out to allow other people to experience the goodness of it. You know what I mean? Just, just the greatness of it because in our community, and I'm speaking for myself, I can probably name one person, one couple in my entire life, and I'm 36 years old, uh, 37 years old. I I, I lose count sometimes. Um, I'm 37 years old, and I can only name one couple that I know that has been married for a long period of time. And that is a very sad thing because the Mm -hmm. only thing that I can say is the marriages that I know of, they are either the men have constantly cheated, constantly abused, the women have constantly cheated. I have never in my entire 37 years seen one marriage that is, is sustaining. And if I haven't seen wow, it, wow. I, I can just imagine wow. how many other people haven't seen it as well. Yeah, what you just said, we all against the break. What you just said now, um, I, you know, I've always thanked you and appreciated the idea. You called me, you know, a couple of months ago and said, hey, that night sparked me doing this. So I've always obviously been humbled and honored by it. But what you just said now makes it hit home more for why that night resonated. And for anybody out there listening, I'm not going to go into the thought, but what I would simply say is that night, just the way the discussion was going, the only thing that I was bringing to the table, we were having a discussion about how to improve the black community, which there's a lot of ideas for it. And I would say just a one bow around what I had said. We, as she said, we got deeper into the discussion, the marriage discussion itself. But if I could wrap a bow around it all, I typically would just share with people all these ideas work better. Any idea that people have, it could be financial literacy, it could be education, it could be learn our history. And I just says all of these ideas work better inside of a family structure. And there's no, no secret that we're missing a family structure in America. So that's pretty much a bow around what I had said. But let's go to this break, continue this conversation. Kevin, I see you out of South Carolina. We'll get you on coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. 
If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. And then you have the married life <laughs> with all of its misconceptions about how this works and and how you're supposed to be with each other and mm-hmm. honey wear my socks and that doesn't work anymore <laughs> you know what I mean right right you know uh, the, the the sort of traditional gender uh, roles have changed yes yes and uh, we live in a time now where the male and the female role is pretty much the same mm-hmm. so when you're married you have to practice you know division of labor you have to figure out who does what and right and what's important to you and what's important to me and when does the career come and mm-hmm. are we going to have a family and and all those things play into that so there's constant communication about that and learning each other and 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 learning from each other and learning through each other mm-hmm. meaning growing as individuals and growing together because one of the misconceptions that i find irritating is that people think that when you get married you become one mm-hmm. there's nothing further from the truth Right. I'm always going to be an individual. You're always going to be who you are. Right, right, right. But the question is, how can we coexist? How can, how can we inform each other, help each other, uh, learn from each other, and grow through each other? Mm-hmm. And and the key to that is wanting to be with you. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, the Wonder Jordan, for this morning's discussion question, Why Should I Get Married? That Clay Couples, our special guest, Got Kevin out of South Carolina wanting to get in. Um, if I could say one more thing before I let that brother in, it's just simply, um, just the the and it was said prior to the break, it's the level of importance, the lack the lack of importance that has been placed on the word, uh, in a sense, especially here in Western society, American society specifically. As I mentioned in the first hour of the show, um, the, uh, the, we're at the lowest marriage rates ever in the history of the country. Um, there's even concerns that during this COVID situation uh, and people spending this amount of time together prior to getting married, where they actually come out of this thing and get married, or sometimes situations like this in the past have spiked marriage, so it can go either way, um, but just something to throw out there. But the other bigger aspect of it is for all of the oppression and suffrage that we always talk about within our community, uh, at the end of the day, quite often we talk about improving it and the topic that rarely comes up, in my opinion, is the one that set the foundation and always has for cultures. That's what we've lost sight of, purpose, what is marriage, what is it intended for. Uh, one, one word was thrown out on the show, the idea, and we've had this show as well, is it just a piece of paper, the idea of you know, a, a, the marriage being a contract. Some people try to simplify it to that. However, what I always say, and I think I may have even said it that night, um, the one that when people try to reduce it to just a piece of paper, I say, well, in most cultures, whatever written form of law they have for contracts, most any two people can enter a contract. But for whatever reason, every culture sets the marriage contract aside and treats it a little different than any other contract that you could easily enter and typically, in most cases, easily get out of. But a marriage contract has different parameters. 
And so when I challenge people and say, why is that? The why is that is because marriage in most cultures, especially when finances get involved, they never wanted it to be simple for a mother and father to split from their legacy, the children that may come from that marriage. Every marriage doesn't have that, but for the most part, I've always said legacy and children is why societies have always set it aside and treated it different from all other pieces of contracts that you could that you could sign because it involved the next generation. And if a society wants their society to stay intact, the more marriages a society has, the, the they ensure the survival and the through and that, that that society thrives and competes with the rest of the world because of proper family structures. And so if we as an African-American community can admit that's missing, then the importance of marriage has to come back to the forefront. So the one that I appreciate, the idea that you're even putting on this event to evolve conversations, I really appreciate you for that. Let's go to Kevin out of South Carolina. Go ahead, King. How you doing? Thanks a lot for calling in this morning. What you got for us? Man, you on fire. You on fire, you on fire. <laughs> Appreciate you, King. You're 100% correct. I always tell people this. Marriage is a business, and that business has the board of directors, and that board of directors is your family, your almost your, especially your immediate family, your kids, mother, your father, and when a business fails, it destroys the economy of the community. That's why it's important for that family to exist and to thrive. Because everyone in that community thrives when families thrive. That's part of the reason why, like you said, individualism became the norm in society because it makes it this society makes its money off families breaking apart from the prison uh, thing, uh, from mm-hmm. I mean just divorce. Yeah, just the money made out of divorce. Divorce is an entire industry. The divorce is an entire industry uh, now. And so is one of your biggest uh, industries, which is the prison system. Look at mm-hmm. the budget in any city. The majority of the, the budget goes towards schooling and the prison system. And the prison system is on broken families. You, you probably did a study. You'll find out most of those people are in prison come from broken uh, uh, homes, single-parent homes, mm-hmm. and et cetera. Mm-hmm. This is why yeah, they push, you know, to destroy the, the family, especially the black family. That's why the welfare system came about in order to destroy the black family. When it came to us, that is. Now, when it was with the other folk, you know, it was meant to, you know, when the farmer made to save the white farmer, it was made to keep that family together because they didn't tell that father he had to get out of the house. But when it came to the black community, the father had to be removed from the home. That was the stipulation. So the, the family is the most important part of the whole community because it is the community. You know, um, and like I said, it's still basic. Because see, right now, a mother could leave when she wanted because she ain't no feelings. A father could leave when he wanted. It, it makes it so easy 
and that individual doesn't even ask the kids, doesn't even ask the grandmama, doesn't even ask the grandfather. Nothing. They just leave and bounce. We have to stop that. We have to reverse this. And as a matter of fact, it's going to be the only thing that saves us in the future. Because if we don't, we see what happens. We see what happens to our community. The community yeah, we're living it out. We're living it out as we speak. Yes, look any TV, black TV show today, and you're going to see everything that destroys you in that one TV show. And I mean all of them. Every uh, deviant, perverted lifestyle you can do is in that thing. And that shows you what they're trying to turn your culture into as far as black folk. But I'll digress. Go ahead, bro. (laughs) No, nah, that was strong. I appreciate you always give us a good, strong three cents, King. So I appreciate you for the thoughts. I want to hear what our guests have to say about. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to hear what they. Um, so I said the last part again, Kevin. You gotta get that that information. You get that information to me. The address, yeah, I'll send it to you today. I'll text you today. I got your number. I'll text you today. Yep, I'll text you today. All right. Thanks a lot for calling in, King. All right, we'll go to um, Hassan. We'll you know let both of y'all kind of respond to what you're hearing on what you know our caller Kevin saying. Uh, I think he's saying a lot, and again, mm-hmm. I think it would behoove us to make sure we don't keep this a conversation simply about marriage. When marriage, when we say, why should I get married, then we have to, in my opinion, move to the bigger purpose of what marriage has meant within societies since the beginning of mankind. Because mm-hmm. marriage, believe it or not, if you research the history, has been around pretty early, even from early man, if you get into that, you know, if you like to study the science of it. Um, but either way, mm-hmm. um, Kevin said a lot. Uh, what are y'all thoughts, uh, Hassan, on, on the idea yeah, of marriage I, being made more important in our culture? Well, and, and I'm, I'm going to go back to something with, with that being said. I'm going to actually go back to something Naida was talking about uh, before and, like, you know, power and different things in which you're there. Or and not even just power, but when you have a relationship, and I think even you said this, when you have a relationship, and I remember a movie. I'm going to go to a movie once. Uh, Mystic River. I don't know if anybody know that movie. Uh, it has Sean Penn in it and Tim Robbins, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Penn was at a low spot in, his, in, the, in the movie, and his wife built him back up, right? Just with the words she was saying to him and how she was. And that's how relationships work. This is why it's important to have that type of support, you know. And I, I, I do believe. Now, again, people have different expressions of what they want to consider commitment or marriage, right, because marriage is a commitment. And so when persons say, why should I get married? First and foremost, again, I do believe that a person is at a strong, especially a man. I, I mean, it's, it's for both people, in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but I'm only speaking right, for right. a man because I am a man. You know, it's beautiful when you have that type of backbone and that type of support and that type of, uh, of of comfort so you can go and do what it is that you need to do. You have somebody encouraging you. You have that person that you come home to and that you, that you respect and you honor and you value and who values you and who, who knows that you may be out there killing bear, but you know what? I'm appreciate that bear that you're killing. When you come home, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make it right for you. I'm gonna have that comfort here for you. 
I, I, I don't know, and most men, we've taught men to just think of sex. Well, we taught people just think of sex as comfort mm-hmm. when that's not the only aspect of comfort. And you, and when you can, and what many people try to do now is circumvent it when they don't get married. They try to circumvent it by being in the company of this woman, being in the company of that woman, want to be with this woman, mm-hmm. being with that woman. And I'm just talking from a man's perspective. Right. All right. right. I'm not a woman, you know. So, you know, you try to do all these other things because no man really wants to truly be by themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, not no man, but exactly. that's atypical. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so you have to follow the course of a design law in order to make sure that you reap the total benefit, the true benefit of commitment from a from a woman. You have to be in that now. You know, different people marry differently. Some people go down to the state courthouse and get licenses and all this old type of stuff here. Some people do it through religious organizations. Some people do it through commitments. Some people jump a broom. You got all type of people doing it, getting married, or having performance of a marriage ceremony differently. You know, but the idea is there is not so much the ceremony as it is the commitment and the honoring of one another and say, hey, we are going to be together. We're going to be a couple. We're going to make our society strong. Because I tell people this all the time. I know there's an African proverb that say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't necessarily believe that. It takes a village to keep a marriage together. I can show you a village full of single mothers and single fathers, and I can show you a village full of deficits. But if I can show right. you a village That's where right. this child sees this 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 marriage and this child know that his aunt mm-hmm. and uncle are married and they know that people down the street are married and all this old type of stuff here, then mm-hmm. that thing is being promoted. If I make any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna go to a break and I'm gonna reiterate what you just talked about and then I definitely wanna hear from, you know, Naila in reference to, you know, from the ladies' perspective. You've given the male perspective. Um, but let's go to this last break and we'll continue this conversation. Um, area code 209, last 3044. If you're trying to get in, you do need to press 1. If you're just listening, no problem. We'll be right back. All I ask is... LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. 
every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you have a product or a service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly to advertise with us or you're an individual that likes intelligent radio and see that we keep a space out here. Uh, please consider supporting us at mentordialogue.com. We have supporter level, membership level, as well as um, business level uh, memberships as well. But we definitely need your support to keep doing what we're doing. I do appreciate um, the people like a Kevin who's looking to support and uh, a lot of my members who have been supporting for a number of years. But uh, with COVID, sometimes it goes up and down. So your support is definitely needed at this time, if I could just throw that out there. This morning's discussion question, why should I get married? Uh, special guest co-host, the one Jordan, founder of the upcoming event, Why Should I Get Married? Definitely going to talk about that in this segment. Our special guest is that clay couple. Um, but just to reiterate a little of what you were saying, son, right before the break, uh, I what you just said, I've broken down. I never thought of it in a sense of, uh, in a sense, going technically in, against that proverb, if you will. And again, people typically will just look to proverbs and say, "Oh, that makes sense." Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I think I've witnessed firsthand the exact same thing that you're talking about within cities, within communities, because here's the reality, just to give even practicality to what you just mentioned, the practicality to a, a, a community where there's not a bunch of married couples. If you, it is a bunch of single parents, if you will, whether that be single mothers or fathers, but what happens is in the community trying to look out for one another, it becomes extremely difficult when everybody has the exact same scenario, even two young ladies that are girlfriends that say, well, I'm going to watch your kids this weekend so you can go have some fun. And I'm going to watch your kids this weekend so you can go have the fun. And, and they all got to work and try to make ends meet. You're absolutely right. There are plenty of deficits within that culture, but in the event of a community with a bunch of marriages, and this is what used to happen when the single mothers, I wish to say the single, um, when we start having more children being born outside of marriages, I would say, when that first started, it was mm-hmm. easy for the village to wrap up that mother um, because there was typically someone, you know, at home that could help with that. I really, even when I was young, I would go stay with, you know, um, because, you know, my mother had me very young, in the, you know, in the early 70s. That was kind of the start of it, if you will, mm-hmm. in my – well, it started it growing, I should say. I wouldn't say it's the start, but it definitely started growing in that period. But it was easy to go stay with someone who was at home to look out. That becomes much more difficult, and you naturally, out of fear of not knowing who you could trust because it is very difficult to do so, then the culture mm-hmm. starts not trusting one another. But it's easy to trust family structures over individual structures. And here's something that also mm-hmm. gets left out when people mm-hmm. want to even talk about down on marriage. And they'll say, that stuff can happen in a marriage. And they're talking about things that negatively still can happen within a marriage. They say that without ever comparing it to how much those, you know, whether I'll just be real candid about it, like something like um, violence inside of a you know, a marriage or whatever. And again, not that we would ever um, say abuse is okay because abuse is not okay. You definitely get out of those situations, right? So while they can happen in marriage, mm-hmm. nobody ever compares how abusive it is right now for people not in marriage. 
that have children that are bringing in, you know, whether it be uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, those situations are way higher, happening way more Mm -hmm. in situations than in family structures. So, So they can point to the negativity of a marriage situation, but never compare it to the reality that specifically the African American culture is experiencing. So, so while you know, while, while you know, while we, for example, we can ha- talk about child molestation and you know, we hate when it happens inside of a family or whatever, but it happens way more when you got people out here unprotected in no family structure. So close in comparison to someone who said, "I've committed to you, woman, and we're committed to this legacy." I trust that situation way more than what we're currently doing, but people will argue about marriage and not recognize the reality of what our culture is experiencing it without that foundation. Um, the one, um, I think it was, I'm sorry, now you lose your thoughts. Go ahead, Queen. You know, when, as you were just speaking, I think this lends to the social relevance of marriage. Marriage does give uh, a, a person's social status. You know, there are things that a marriage does that can elevate a community. You know, we work with people who they cheat, but they still take care of the kids. You know, um, and so while mm-hmm. one aspect of their family may be weak, very weak, uh, you know, they may not be talking to each other, they haven't had sex in a year, but they're still building their business. They're still raising their children together. Marriage gives so many different functions, one to the marriage and even to our community, that we we often dismiss and we actually should not. You know, there are many uh, many couples who will do things. And I think this was to the business. I mean, the man saying earlier that marriage is a business, and it does. It has different functions. We call it operations management. You know, marriage has so many different functions. And while you may be weak in another one, you may be you may have a stronghold in so many other ones. And what you were saying mm-hmm. about, you know, supporting the marital unit, we have many people who are very often benefactors and who you know, who, who who will pay for marriage counseling for a couple. But as we were talking, I was sitting here thinking, and we counsel couples who are unmarried as well. I have yet to see anyone call for an unmarried couple unless they were engaged and they were preparing mm-hmm. for marriage. We have had sponsors mm-hmm. for, for premarital counseling. We have had sponsors mm-hmm. for marriage counseling. And while we met, we work with couples who are in a committed relationship and who are not married, we have yet to see somebody offer $10 for them. Why? Because people support the establishment of marriage. That's very key. I hope people are hearing that in particular because when you say, why should I get married, that question says I. But, again, if we continue, and, and right now we're, we're, we're under this guise of pushing for, quote, unquote, black lives matter. Well, one of the aspects in our own minds is to understand what Naila just said and how, Marriage is looked about, looked at how it elevates you, and we've left out all the stats that shows how much more married people are worth than single people. And again, I can bring the stats to the table. I'm not even going to do that because 
again, when you say, why should I, again, let me make this very clear. If that's not in your path individually, fine, no problem. But if you have some idea of having a family or having a legacy and doing it in another manner versus inside of a family structure, the marriage structure is the best win by far Mm -hmm. when you look at everything. When you look at everything, and here's the ultimate thing, if we, if, we, if we mean it, that we want to turn things around, if we actually mean that, and we have these discussions, and you say you care about the community, well, the ultimate means for turning that around is generational marriages. Yeah. Like, like, if we, three generations from now, if, if your seeds can say, I come from two generations of marriage, I come from three generations. See, we don't think of it in this level, but this is, this is how mm-hmm. fa- families go down in infamy in, in a good way, not a negative way. They'll go down in different cultures as running an entire society or running an entire con- culture. Those, con- those families that understand generational wealth and generation, they do that through marriage. And that's how you get the Rockefellers and the Carnegies and us all, you know what I mean? Just different, different, or just even in, we can even do it in smaller contexts, even in, in the South and smaller things. Like there are definitely different families that have met a certain standard. And when a child comes from that family, the whole community has an expectation. It could be a good expectation mm-hmm. or a bad expectation based on how the the matriarch and the patriarch of that family set up the lineage. And then, and, and, and if they do that very well, you damn right, young man, you got a higher standard that you're being held to. And as an individual, mm-hmm. you may not like it, but that standard can bring you along to meet the standard that a, a patriarch or a matriarch in your family set prior to you even being thought of. And that's what marriage can do for our community if you decide to, if you're out there listening, wondering, and thinking about it, that's what it can do. LaWanda, I got to bring it back to you because, Queen, you are the reason we've had this show. And so, if you will, give us a, a closing thought and let everybody know about this amazing event that you're going to be doing on Friday. The last couple of minutes of this is yours. And at the very end, I'll let, Na- let Naila and Son give out their information so people can get in contact with them. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for making us have this show, if you will. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The show is this. Um, it's Friday coming up, the 21st. It's from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, the show actually includes um, a, a play, uh, skits rather, um, on different perspectives of relationships and of marriage. Um, there's this guy. His name is Vincent, and Vincent is basically going from one person to another, um, and he's asking advice about marriage because he's thinking about um, proposing to his fiance, And um, he gets some jewels, you know what I mean? He gets some real good jewels. Um, and then we are also having, we are honoring married couples. We have three married couples. Um, the, um, the host that was on Sincere, he picked three bomb uh, married couples um, that, um, you know, have stuck it out in their marriage, and we're definitely going to honor them. We have a dating game that we're going to do um, for some daters and see how much they know about each other. We have a raffle ticket nice. for 45, 50, 
55 inch TV, um, and we have catering. So like you know, how you come in, sure you eat, you got a comedian, we got poetry. Yeah, you, you know, tickets? we just we how just have a whole entire event, and the event is yeah. based on why should I get married? <laughs> and so uh, make sure you guys come out, how do you get, get the information, and please come out. It's empowering. How do you get tickets? We're doing social distancing rules as well. <laughs> okay, that's when you got to get out how to get tickets. <laughs> so, how, how to get, get tickets, 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 you guys Rwanda? can get them either at the door or you guys can um, do um, Heaven 2383, which is Cash App. Put Why Should I Get Married in the notes and your name so you guys can get in. Um, and like I said, it's, it's dinner, it's everything. Everything. You come and have a dinner right, right. date. Yeah, Queen, where, where, is the, where is the event? Where is the event? Where is the, where is the event? It's in Powder Springs, 4031 Sam Barrel Drive, Suite 200, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Uh, my number is 678-789-9429, 678-789-9429. If you need more information, hit me up and I got you. Uh, son, Naila, uh, for the people that are listening to it later and more people do. So go ahead and get out your contact information. If you are experiencing any marital issues or as you know, they said, they help people uh, that are not yet to get married or premarital counseling, 2%, only 2% have not made it through. So this is the best in the game. If y'all will, no, give no, them a, I, um, we have a, we have a hundred percent rate. We have a hundred percent rate on our mar- on our premarital counseling. So, okay, okay, I've got okay, I got you. My bad. We not, yeah, yeah, we got less than two percent right. on the divorce on our divorce rate. Yeah, there you love go. It, love <laughs> it, love it. All right, let me get it right. But yeah, tell them how to. Uh, what's the website for them to contact y'all if they want to get access to? www.thatclaycouple.com. You can find us across social media at hashtag thatclaycouple. You can also find us the same way on YouTube. We have the number 12 counseling channel in the world. And um, you can also email us at info at thatplaycouple.com. Thank you all so much. Y'all always come through. I love you all to death. If I can say that to you personally on the air. And I appreciate you all. And if there's anything I could ever do for you, please don't hesitate to contact me. Absolutely. LaWanda, let's do it. I'll see you on Friday. All right. All right, Queen. We'll talk to y'all later. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.